Mike's Daily Podcast. FFF Show 2620. 2620. Mike's Daily Podcast. At Cafe Anyway, somewhere in Podcastro Valley, the last place on earth. It's Mike Matthews and Podcastro Valley Tin, and I didn't give birth. That's not the best rhyme I've ever done. It's sometimes, sometimes you win, sometimes you've won. Sometimes you're done with this uh, song. Mike's Daily Podcast. Did you see the great podcast picture from the last podcast with the two wonderful cats, Patches and Rocky? Mike's and Rocky Daily is looking at Patches Podcast. It's an awesome picture. Yeah. See it at Mike'sDailyPodcast.com. Mind you that Patches was a feral cat living on his own, surviving on his wits for years and then finally was rescued by yours truly so happy happy to see those two so happy uh rocky was a rescue as well but he came to us through a local pet um what do you call it support foundation they, they find the the lost pets and they rehome them so that's all good stuff and when things like that happen in the world where things are good like that like you know mentioning cats today it is national hug your cat day now some people don't like cats some people are allergic to cats i thought i was allergic to cats for the longest time and then it just turned out it must be a certain type of cat or a certain type of dander that i that gets me all itchy because the cat I have, the two cats, don't make me itchy or allergic. Uh, well, on occasion, but it's like a light itchiness, and then it goes away. I don't know what it is. So, you know, they lick themselves, so that's kind of bizarre. <laughs> and they, maybe there's something there that not all of our bodies can. And here's today's podcast. Picture. Our skin can handle it. I don't know the the cat saliva, but. National Hug Your Cat Day. The podcast picture today is sort of of a cat. You can see Rocky on my shoulder there. And my lovely lady friend. We are at the beautiful beach called Poplar Beach in Half Moon Bay. That picture taken fairly recently. See it at mikesdailypodcast.com. And it is National Cheese Day today. Does that mean that I can get a free pizza or only like the cheese is free on the pizza the rest I pay for? Be a little bit less expensive I would enjoy that Look The late great Basil the Boxer He would go to that wonderful beach That you see in the picture Him and I And he passed away About three years ago I am taking a week off from work An entire week I have not done that In well over a year And the last time I took a week off from work It was because I had to Because my mom passed away So This is going to be Wonderful I'm going to take the week off around the anniversary of the passing of Basil the Boxer but it's going to be hopefully a wonderful relaxing time and a, and a road trip, an actual road trip this time. I was supposed to do a road trip last weekend during Memorial Day weekend. It did not happen. So, And let's hear it for this. It is National Cancer Survivors Day. A lot of people have survived it. And it is It's tough because you know You survive it And you're worried Oh Is it going to come back It's in remission What's But I think A lot of people survived it And then It never came back So This is great 
Let's think positive And that's what today is If you are listening to this on the 4th If not, well, that's what the 4th June 4th was all about What, what in the world was that about? You know what else this podcast is about? It's about interesting stories That I have pulled here and there Recently And this one here it apparently has to do with Disneyland Or Disney World rather Walt Disney World The castle at Walt Disney World Looks much bigger than the one in Anaheim I never really noticed that But I guess it was built Slightly bigger And there are less trees near it So the trees around the Castle in Anaheim They've grown so big That they almost dwarf uh, is it Sleeping Beauty's castle Or Cinderella's castle I forget which castle is which But yes That is Walt Disney World Is got Supposedly the bigger castle And Disney Is welcoming uh, A special day In Florida in a, in a way to feud With The DeSantis governor Governor DeSantis Yes They're welcoming Gay days Mark Stiegel Robert Moritz They made uh, The decision To travel to Florida And they spotted A sea of people Wearing red t-shirts Emblazoned with the word Say gay In front of Disney World's Magic Kingdom This according to The Washington Post Fair And unbalanced Gay days at Disney Began three Decades ago to bring together LGBTQ people and families in an environment where they felt included rather than marginalized. While the entertainment giant doesn't sponsor the event, it has welcomed hundreds of thousands of Gay Days visitors through the years, making it one of the nation's largest Pride Month events. This is Travelers dress. Wow, this is interesting. In red shirts to identify themselves while at the theme parks. There is also an LGBTQ expo. Pool parties And a Miss Gay Days pageant contest At other venues Nearby The gathering has encountered headwinds In Florida before Religious groups Including the Southern Baptist Convention Have protested and boycotted the parks In the past In 2013 A plane with the banner Warning Gay Day at Disney June 1st Was spotted flying around Central Florida the Florida Family Association, a group that defines its mission as defending American values, says it has raised over $16,000 to fly the banners. And it's a, the primary, they say, the primary objective of this project is to warn families before they expose their children to gay days res, revelry. Now, as this, Ron DeSantis's spats with Disney... The park has become an epicenter for the governor's culture war against all things woke, a term he frequently invokes to push legislation, placing restrictions on the LGBTQ community. The feud has drawn criticism even from Republicans who say he has crossed a line in using his powers of the state to target an independent corporation. Disney recently sued DeSantis, alleging the governor violated its First Amendment rights when it was traf- uh, targeted while voicing disapproval of a law critics dove, don't say gay. The parental rights in education law, as we go outside a cafe anyway, we're bringing Mike's Daily Podcast. Somewhere in Podcastro Valleyton, the last place on earth. 
the parental rights and education law, which prohibits instruction on gender and sexuality in schools, was expanded earlier this year to cover all grade levels. Many teachers and school administrators say the vague language of this law has led them to remove rainbow flags and safe space stickers from their classrooms for fear they could spark a prohibited conversation. And that's how life is in Florida right now. It's a, it's a world of laughter, a world of tears, a world of hope, and a world of fears. Governor Ron DeSantis in his land there. So there is another interesting, let's see. We have here U.S. sports fans to spend $13 billion on sports tickets this year. That is not only twice, it's almost three times more than the great folks over there in England, more than China, more than Japan, and more than Canadians. All these countries combined, all the people. Life Awesome. Right? Way more money on buying tickets than other nations. Let's see, U.S. sports fans to spend an average of $300 on sports tickets. Due to the surging sports ticket prices, the revenue in the global sports events market has jumped by almost 60% between 2017 and last year. Rising from $17 billion to... 27 billion worldwide. And this includes revenues from online sales of tickets for all professional sporting events from football, basketball, baseball to golf, tennis, Formula One, and NASCAR. The U.S. sports ticket market has had a major role in this revenue growth. This, uh, according to Statista Digital Markets Insights. In 2023, sports fans worldwide will spend close to $29 billion buying tickets to watch sports matches live at stadiums. And 45% of what of that value will come from the United States. You know what people spending money at that Taylor Swift concert, what they found out was that they might as well have not gone to the concert at all because they didn't remember it afterwards. You've probably heard this story by now. Yes, experts say that what this may be attributed to is the fact that when you are creating memories, this all has to do within your brain and the neurons and you're forming memories with the inside your brain with the neurons and the uh, other little things that go on with the nerves and all that biological, physiological stuff is happening. Well, when you're all excited and distracted and going, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Look where I am. And you're just so full when you've, when you've reached a level, an emotional level of a certain height, you actually cannot create memories due to stress or a heightened sense of excitement it blocks making the memories. 
And I was listening to this on a local radio station, a news radio station. And the host who was interviewing the neural expert, when she asked him, well, if they see like a video from that concert, will it spark memories? And the guy said, no. No, because there were no memories made to begin with. There is, there's just no memories there. Nothing was created. And I thought about it and I'm like, you know, it could also be because, yes, they're excited, but also people are distracted by other things when they go to concerts. If, with the, if they're with a lot of friends, they may be talking to their friends during the concert and being distracted that way. Or so many people are on their smartphones and they're, they're watching the concert, but they're also filming it. And when you're filming something and you're looking at it on the little screen of your phone... As you're filming it You're not really There You're not really present There's a part of your brain going Oh I'll watch this later But in a sense You're not really There and experiencing And being present For what is happening So You What should you do Well Maybe put away the smartphone And then people People are texting each other They're using their smartphone For other stuff Which is distracting them And then of course Concerts What do you think of What goes hand in hand With concerts Many 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 times Drugs Yes probably Even at Taylor Swift concerts So who knows All of it Contributing to people Not remembering What they saw At the show With Taylor Swift So To me (laughs) Going to concerts I just I think so many times You just And now we return you to our regularly scheduled program uh, With Mike Matthews You just I don't You spend so much money And that's the other thing You've Dropped so much money on this And then you're there And you're You're Experiencing it and, And What they've talked about for a long time With people of generations younger than mine Is that they're into paying big money, big bucks on experiences Well, if you show up at the concert Wow, 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 wow There's a part of you that's And you're actually there You've made it through driving there, getting in traffic Ah, What? Paying the extra money to park at the parking lot And now you're inside You've gone through everything There's a part of you that went Okay, I'm here Wait, how much did I spend? Okay, I better enjoy this. Wait a minute. I'm distracted. Da da da. Maybe that has something to do with it. But. Danger, Will Robinson. Danger. I just don't really see the point anymore of concerts. And I felt that way for a long time. Now, I went to a lot of concerts because being in radio, I got a lot of the tickets for free. This goes back. I played you on the last podcast, FF episode 2619. Which was entitled Applause Speaking of applause You hear a lot of applause at concerts I went to a lot of shows for free And you heard the clip of me On the radio station Y97 in Santa Barbara I went to a couple concerts That I got for free through that I think one of them was Howard Jones I saw Ziggy Marley And then I saw a bunch of country concerts As you also heard the radio station I worked at the country station KA for over a decade Lots of country shows I went to 
And every single time There was always a bunch of commotion Getting into the event Getting I'm usually late Getting to the venue For one reason or another And then when you leave There's all the traffic leaving So I remember that more than anything I remember The U2 concert Now that I paid for At Dodger Stadium And Public Enemy opened for them and this was in 90, early 90s And Bono talking to Elvira Because it was Halloween I remember that And part of the reason why I remember that Is because I told that story so many times It's now infused in my brain Maybe there is some of it That other people told me about later That I glummed onto And that's now part of my memories Who knows But I just am worn out From all the concerts that I've seen Now I did see Brian Ferry Just before COVID So Late 2019 And that was a phenomenal show And you know There was a guy Sitting right in front of me Probably around my age And he was on his smartphone The whole time Reading Reading stories on his phone As Brian Ferry is performing Right in front of us In Oakland Ugh And in Seal Played at the same venue I think just this past It might have been just last night I would have liked I would have loved to have gone to that concert Because the Buggles Guy uh, Trevor Horn Who was also in Yes And he produced Seal's big albums He was at the show too So I would have loved to have gone to see that But didn't make it so just be aware that there is this thing going on And it may just not be just Taylor Swift And I can see Taylor Swift does a lot In her concerts She always has brought special guest singers on stage with her And every show is different And people really get into that And she makes a big spectacle So I can see where people would forget it But be aware of that When you're dropping all that money on concerts And they ain't getting any cheaper That you may not remember it <laughs> And you may film it And you may take pictures But you ain't gonna go, what, what, what exactly happened? I had awful seats What do you remember? I don't remember anything Okay One last thing Someone I know Strongly suggested The TV show on Netflix called Beef it is an interesting show I must say I started watching it I guess there was uh, It debuted in April And it makes a lot of comments About people today There is Only one I think only one White Actor In this entire show In the cast And it is So it's a very diverse cast And I find it It just Amazing it's interesting It's a comedy Kind of a dark comedy There is language Bad language As most of the stuff On Netflix has But wow It went a lot of ways I didn't expect it to go And touched on a lot of topics Like social media uh, What people think is Worth spending a lot of money on In today's world What is cool what is considered Ooh you gotta have that And and being rich And wanting to get money And wanting to get ahead And being angry And what you What you are angry over When you don't realize What you have 
it touches on a lot of interesting themes. So just remember, though, if you do watch it, if you haven't seen it yet, it does have some language in it. But wow, we're about halfway through it right now. And there is, I see already on YouTube, a lot of YouTube videos saying, the final episode of Beef Explained. Apparently it is a very confusing ending. So I have that to look forward to. But we're outside a cafe anyway, somewhere in Podcastro Valley. Look, we look forward to seeing and talking to this person. Hello, Michael Mas, it's Madame Rudebego, and I have been to a lot of concerts. <laughs> Did you see Garth Brooks? Yes. Did you see you too? Yes. Did you see Taylor Swift? No. Technically, I have been to a Taylor Swift concert. When she first came out, she did a special live free show in Ventura, right there on the, what do they call it? It's, I, I haven't been there in so long. It's the Embarcadero. It's right over there, actually right by the fairgrounds. But it was this little park open to everyone. And she got up on stage and sang a couple of her songs, like the early songs, Tim McGraw, Teardrops on My Guitar. Yeah. So that was cool. Look who else is here. Hello, Dave Bike. This is Valentino, the parking attendant. And this is Bison Bentley. Do you know that? Mike, we always seem to talk to you on Sunday's day. Yeah, Sundays. Do you know that? Yes, Sundays. You know, the Bengals said, that's my fun day. My I don't have to run day. But it always seems to be a manic Sunday. No matter what I do. <sighs> anyway, Cafe Anyway. What a perfect time now to bring you the segment. The Mike Matthews New Tunes Feud. Let's play some songs that were sent to me. To mikesdailypodcast at gmail.com These are pod... These are uh, songs, rather, that were sent to me. And I would like to play them for you. These are maybe the next Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift's. Or not. Who knows? We'll see. You tell me what you think of these songs. I have a phone number. Did you know that? It's 510, because I'm in the East Bay. 228-4640. 510-228-4640. And here is the first... We'll do five of these. I've gotten five. Wow. Wow. So many people sending me stuff. Okay. That's a lot to me. Mirrorball. That's the name of this group. Today, Mirrorball, the dreamy LA pop duo, consists of singer-songwriter Alexandra Johnston and multi-instrumentalist and composer Scott Watson. They have a new single called Red Hot Dust. Mirrorball is the brainchild of Johnson and Watson, both veterans of the L.A. indie scene. Following a successful debut in 2019 with two songs and part of a single series on Danger Bird Records, the duo caught the attention of acclaimed producer Chris Cody, meeting him at Sunset Sound to discuss their next recording. Over the next few months, they formed a special bond with Cody, resulting in an upcoming EP. And here is the first song from that EP. It is called Red Hot Dust. Let's listen to a little bit of it. We can't listen to a lot of it because I will get dinged by YouTube. 
and you won't get to hear this podcast then. So listen to a little bit and tell me what you think. Here we go. Red Hot Dust Mirrorball. All right, and that is Mirrorball's second song is by Daniel G. Harmon. And he has been on the podcast before, live. We've talked to him, boy, three, at least three times. You can hear those interviews at the website, mikesdailypodcast.com. Click on the little home button and you'll see interviews D uh, A through F And that is where you want to go For D For Daniel G. Harmon That's the way I alphabetize And his new song Is called Un Well the album is called Unspoken Ghosts And this song Is called Coconut Lime Verbena <laughs> Okay, that is Daniel G. Harvin. And yes, he did do an interview and hear it at mikesdailypodcast.com. I got another email and this is from Encore. Welcome to the Encore Club, introducing Act One. Done reflects the irony of how just a few simple words can be expanded into an entire story. Diving into their history and saying so much even though it appears to be so little, this song is extremely important to us and shows the beginning of a new era both in our creative process and in our overall sound. This is the band called DONE, D-O-N-E, all caps, and a song called ENCORE. All right, that is the band done. We're, we're not done. We also have La Fate. Hi, hello, Mike. It says my album Blue Girl Nice Day is officially out. I co-produced the track Let It Burn with producer Topher Moore, who made magic out of my female point of view and all that it entails. I'm sentimental. I'm angry. I'm careful. I'm patient. I have a quiet voice and can easily get drowned out. But in my songs, I say what I mean and hope that someone else can relate. A song is the perfect place to put your darkness. I'm a fairly nice person, but there's nothing so satisfying as playing a growly guitar riff while crooning some harsh words. I like to serve it cold, inspired by female villains and final girls. Here's La Fate or La Fate and Let It Burn. Wow, and you can watch the video on YouTube and it looks like something they took out of a 1960s or 50s movie. But I think it is actually her. Huh. She's got 81 subscribers. That ain't nothing. (laughs) You should help her out and subscribe. I should too. But I only have like 34 subscribers, so 
There you go. Good job, La Fate. Or La Fote. I think that's how you say it. And our last song, song number five, is by Pickle Darling. And yes, that is their name, Pickle Darling. And if I can find it, it is always cool when people send me the YouTube video of whatever it is, that people still make videos, even though they're not in power rotation on MTV. People find videos other ways. And it just, uh, my little job here to try and help you find these interesting new acts. Today, New Zealand artist and producer Pickle Darling, who's actually Lucas Mayo, announced their new album, Laundromat. It comes out actually June 16th of this year on Father Daughter Records. In addition to the announcement, they've got a couple songs. Let's see. On the track by Pickle Darling that we're going to play called Head Terrarium. Mayo offers, Martin and I often start with a really vague brief. I'm generally more interested in videos having a unique language than a little literal narrative. We talked a lot about movies where the world kind of breaks for a moment, like Persona or Donkey Skin or Synecdoche, New York. And I apologize to anyone that's laughing at the way I said that. Uh, Well, I'm not apologizing to you, but I'm saying I hope you had a good laugh. Where you kind of see beyond the movie every now and then, and it's like, oh, Schenectady. Right? God. (laughs) That's how how you say it, isn't it? Nah. Anyway, cafe anyway, where you kind of see beyond the movie every now and then, and it's like, what is going on there? MTV News. You hear it first. Because I think my songs do that sometimes, like kind of zooming out. That kind of, the only brief I gave, That's kind of, that was kind of the only brief I gave and also said, just make something incredibly weird, and they did. So, here's a little bit of Pickle Darling with Head Terrarium. Well, I'm not pretty as I like. That's all I can play or I'll get dinged by YouTube. So which one did you like better? You can let me know now. Call me at 510-228-4640. And with more ways to reach me, it is A-Frame. First of all, I just want to just um, thank everyone for joining us here on this show. This is great. Mike's TV podcast is written and produced and performed by Mike Matthews. His podcast is super easy to find. Download or listen to his show and read his blog at mikesdailypodcast.com. Email Mike now at mikesdailypodcast at gmail.com. See you tomorrow. Bye.